0: Welcome to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogla. It's been an earth-shattering week at City Hall, as an effort to defund Seattle police by 50% now has enough support to become law even without the mayor's support. But is this a smart idea? Joining me, as almost always, is Como's Matt Markovich, socially distant, of course. Mm -hmm. And Matt, let's start with that uh, virtual press conference last week, organized by two activist groups, King County Equity Now and Decriminalize Seattle, featured a number of speakers, But what was most surprising to me was that four city council members took part, and each one of them gave their support to this movement.
1: That's right, and there's actually a legal reason for that. If they had five, that's a quorum, and they can't do that outside of chambers. It's a public meeting act. So four of them joined, and then later three others joined, uh, made the same pledge, and basically said that they're committed – to defunding the police department. In fact, I mean, he said to dismantling it, to build it from the ground up. That 50% figure is the one that we've always been talking about. It's that debatable figure and it's still being debated heavily today. But at least in that, uh, in that session, that news conference, uh, and you had the three others after, you had seven of nine, which is basically a super majority that could override uh, the mayor's veto. If the council proposed to the mayor a 50 percent cut in SPD's budget, literally the mayor could not do anything about it because there are seven of the nine votes and that would be enough to override a mayoral veto. Now, there were a
0: couple of things also that came out of that press conference that struck me and probably the biggest headline, at, at least in my mind, was this quote from City Council President Lorena Gonzalez. I take personal responsibility for every vote I have taken that has contributed to the expansion of law enforcement and those legal systems um, at the expense of community-based investments. And I owe it to all of you to say that I am sorry for those votes. To be clear, that is Lorena Gonzalez, an elected official, apologizing
1: for supporting law enforcement. And actually, she chaired the committee, the Public Safety Committee uh, last year, which dealt with the police department. And she basically apologized for the votes of adding more funding for police officers and the various programs. And so that was quite the turn. She's a long term civil rights attorney. Uh, she's actually sued the Seattle Police Department when she was in private practice before she was a city council member. And now here she's basically regretting these votes that helped city help the police department to be what it is today. And again, she's one of the seven of the nine that's pledged to defund SPD.
0: And that press conference with, with the two groups that organized at King County Equity Now and Decriminalize Seattle, they, they had a four-point plan uh, and, or proposal, I should say, to defund Seattle police. And those four points were replacing the current 911 operation with the civilian control system, which seems to be the most popular of, of the four proposals, scaling up community-led solutions, whatever that means, uh, funding community creating created roadmap to life without policing, as they said, and then investing in housing for all. And, and Council Member Teresa Mesquita had this to say about it. As we enter into this new chapter to redefine what public safety should mean, we will be guided by these four principles. To me, that kind of sounds like she's outsourcing her judgment to these activist groups
1: well and they're making no bones about it they call it uh community budgeting it's a process that some cities have been using and seattle in essentially does it but they're really committing to reaching out to the uh community and have them have a much bigger say so and how the city is spending the money, and I think that's a that's an indication. That's what's behind that statement. What uh, Teresa Mosqueda right there that that in this process, as they revise the 2020 budget, which is need a big revision because of the COVID nineteen uh, revenue losses and tax money. Um, they they want to reach out to the community uh, and get their input. Now it's interesting that that there's actually two budgets we're talking about here. You know, there is the 2020 revised budget. Uh, which I just mentioned. And then there's next year's budget, the 2021 budget, which the mayor talked about uh, today and, 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 and what they're talking about in policing. Not too long after
0: that, Chief Carmen Best, she made no bones about her opinion on it. This is what she had to say on Friday. I do not believe we should ask the people of Seattle to test out a theory that crime goes away if police go away. That is completely reckless. And clearly a 50% cut. There's no way you're going to be able to do that without laying off officers.
1: Right. Well, in in the letter that she wrote to the mayor's office on Friday, she did outline what could that possibilities be. And number one on that list was actually curtailing the Southwest Precinct. That's shutting down of a precinct and then redirecting those officers to the other precincts in the city. That would be over 100 people right there just with that precinct. Um, Some of the things that she'd outlined in her cuts, if that were to happen, and uh, because the last thing she would do, she public, has publicly said she would not take patrol officers off the street. So what is she doing? She basically cutting all the detectives uh, that investigate crimes of uh, larceny and vice and theft and burglary, even auto theft, the number one crime in the city of Seattle. And uh, she would keep some members of the homicide unit and some of the child abuse unit. But uh, domestic violence. Uh, People would follow up on that. The detectives that follow up on domestic violence cases, uh, they would be uh, cut and it would be up to the individual officers if they had time to do some investigative work. So she basically is saying that if that cut went through, you could you lose a precinct and that all we would be doing is responding to 911 calls and that's it. And we already know
0: that police departments across the country are are backlogged in investigating crimes. So many of these
1: smaller property crimes... Just don't even get looked at, even right now in the city of Seattle. I mean, we know that we've been reporting that for quite a while. Small time crimes basically are not charged. Uh, the city attorney, and even at the felony level, the smaller uh, theft charges, there's usually a plea deal, or they not even get charged, or there's diversion programs where they send the uh, 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 the accused, uh, the person who's being accused of the crime, into They don't even go to jail. So there's all these alternatives to avoid jail, and especially when it comes to uh, uh, property crimes. Carmen Best also added,
0: I will fiercely advocate that we focus on realistic, rational, and responsible solutions, not political gestures or pandering or political posturing. I mean, from the outside perspective, I mean, it looks as if the city council is bending to the whim of public opinion, doesn't it?
1: Well, I mean, that's what a council does here. That's par- particularly with the city council in Seattle. It's like the the House of, Repre- House of Representatives on the federal level. It's kind of a wild card. The House versus the Senate. And our city council is kind of like the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. Uh, They they are more volatile. They're they're responding. They're more um, more acute on how they respond to calls. And that's what they're doing now. I think what's really driving what really angered the mayor, and the police chief uh, last week is when the council members reached that seven person majority that could override anything that the mayor wants and by and if those seven members actually do stick together that's a driving force in determining the immediate future of SPD, as well as the long term.
0: Well, and then Mayor Jenny Durkin finally on Monday had this to say. She reacted in public for the first time.
1: The city council has done almost no analysis on SPD's budget. 911 calls or staffing models needed for a 24-7 response to every part of the city. They haven't even talked to the chief of police. So is the
0: city council moving
1: too quickly here? Well, I, I don't know if it's too quickly. They're moving at a methodical rate. The issue here is that there's actually two budgets we're talking about here. Now, the mayor, when she's talking about her proposal of cutting or removing $76 million, basically 20% of the SPD budget, which she did on Monday, talking about moving the 911 call center into another organizational structure and have it run all by civilians right now. It's, it's paid for and run at the top level by SPD and having parking enforcement officers move under SDOT right now. Parking enforcement officers are under SPD and another 20 million in other cuts like saving money in overtime and reducing certain other programs. Now, the council's really adamant they want to go after a 50% budget cut in 2021. The council right now is dealing with a, revi- a revision of the 2020 budget. And the question is, how much will the council cut in the for the rest of the year? If this, doing simple math, if the council maintains its 50% budget cut of the year, well, we're halfway through the year. Uh, that would mean zero budget for the police department. It'd have to be dismantled immediately. So w- right now, the, the mayor went after, went on the offensive with the council and really attacked them for not having a plan going forward and and actually confused a little some things by saying she was talking about the 2021 budget, and currently the council is dealing with a 2020 budget and what to do for the remainder of the year.
0: None of this is going to really change until we see the budget proposals from the council and the mayor when we come this fall, at least for the 2021 budget.
1: That's right. So in the timeline of things, the council is expected to vote on a 2020 revision, revised budget on August 3rd. Now, in late September, the mayor, that we, as she typically does, or any mayor at that point, uh, at this point, uh, proposes the next year's budget. And that's where we're going to see what the budget really is going to be for SBD. And that's when the council is going to go over that with a fine-tooth comb. They may not get everything and all the cuts they want for the 2020 budget for the rest of the year, but we don't know that. I mean, that's the wild card that we're talking about here. What will the city council do for the rest of the year? Uh, Once they get the mayor's budget in late September, then they're going to really pick it apart and put their ideas in and see if they can really cut SBD 50%.
0: And all of that as we head into an election year for the mayor's office next year.
1: That's right, and uh, and uh, as and just to bring up a little afterthought, there was a recall petition filed uh, accusing the mayor of uh, about five or six accusations. But a uh, D- King County judge on Friday rule that only one was valid to go forward. And that one's actually a moot point because the, the, the valid reason that they'd say that the mayor violated her own reason to use tear gas on the produce on the uh, demonstrators and the, in, on July 26th, the city will actually enact its, ban on chemical irritants and projectile weapons to use on demonstrators actually takes effect July 26th. The mayor didn't sign it, but it actually takes effect. So no officers or any departments in the city can actually own it. So with all of this talk of defunding, what are we going to see next from City Hall? We're going to have the city council decide how it's going to spend its money, the city's money for the remainder of the year. And particularly with the SPD, there's a lot of other departments in play and and reimbursement for COVID and things like that we're not talking about. But in terms of the Seattle Police Department, we're going to wait and see until August 3rd. And then that's when we're going to hear from the council, really, they're going to vote on how much money they want to cut out of SPD. For the remainder of the year. All right, Matt Markovich, thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: And that will do it for this episode of the Como Politicast. My thanks to Como's Matt Markovich. If you like the show, please leave a rating and a review. It helps others discover the program. Plus, check out some of our other podcasts from Como News, including our hourly news updates and Life Beat with Marina Rockinger. Available at slash podcasts or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Pogelup. Thank you for listening and have a good week.